Uh huh. See, now I see you guys. <laughs> Great. Happy Tuesday, everybody. You're watching Splash Pages, powered by the Dorkening Podcast Network. We have an awesome show scheduled for you, as always. And joining us today, the Velvet Joker, Rich. How's it going, bud? It's going great. How's everyone doing tonight? Uh, glad to be here every Tuesday night at the award-winning Comics Club. Yeah. As you know, as Splash Pages, and I'm happy to say that we're all here. We and, are. We uh, are alive and healthy, somewhat. <laughs> How about you, Drew? Run, Forrest, run. Bubba Gump Shrimp. I have nothing to say. These chumps are ridiculous. <laughs> oh, love it, love it, love it. Uh, but people watching. So, uh, you know, if you have questions uh, or if you picked up an awesome book this week uh, or planning to let us know in the comments. And uh, yeah, quite quite the amount of books coming out this week. Oh, my God. There's so many. Holy shit. How many Batman books this week? Like eight, maybe nine. OK, maybe dude, ten. dude I, I, I made note of all the Batman books this oh, week yeah. alone. Are you going to read them off? I am, I am, I am. Okay, yeah. so uh, the the initial run of Batman comes back with Batman 121 facing off against Lex Luthor. Okay. Uh, Tom King is back with Batman Killing Time number one. Uh, talking about the Riddler there. Arkham City, the Order of the World number six. Uh, Dark Knights of Steel number five. And apparently Dark Knights of Steel was so good it has its own spinoff now. Dark Knights of Steel, The Gathering Storm, which Whoa. faces a medieval Batman. Um, funny enough, the one book here that does not have Batman in it, Detective Comics, where Batman's missing. Mm -hmm. uh, issue 1055 is out. Monkey Prince versus Batman and Robin. 
And then uh, the last one is War for Earth number three, number one with the evil Batman, Owl Man. So that's uh, seven Watchmen action. Eight, eight titles. Oh, you're you're right. You're eight titles for Batman this week, and that's not even counting the two Justice League books that are out. What the hell? We need a break. It, it, it's it's a Batman week, you know. It's it's uh, the yeah. Batman comes out Friday, and uh, absolutely. I saw uh, Athena Finger got flown down to New York City, and she's going to go be at the premiere. Nice. And I saw um, our Dorkening brother, uh, Big Steven. Uh, he is going to premiere tonight as well. Yeah. Holla uh, at your girl. Uh, no. Facebook user, I don't see your name. You say we launched a new comic series with this week. Let us know what it is. Uh, and yes, too many books, but great books. And uh, he has a bat headache. <laughs> you should yes. probably take some bat aspirin then. Uh, you know, very Adam West. Well, Robin, get the shark repellent then. Yes, the headache repellent. Indeed. <laughs> Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here on Splash Pages. Very wonderful place. Just like Kohog. I love it. Um, okay. I, I, there are a few things to note that have been uh, that I noticed um, that I'd like to briefly tangent away from Batarangs. Oh, and- uh, sorry. Oh, real quick. It's J-Bo. J-Bo. Hey, J-Bo. So sorry. Continue, Drew. Uh, so a few things. One. Um, and I'm excited about this. Um, Tom, uh, Tom, um, Tom Taylor, uh, who, as we know, is definitely riding uh, a creative high these days. Um, the, uh, for those who don't know who that is, uh, if you love the Injustice comic book series, if you've enjoyed his, well, he's also doing Dark Knights of Steel. He's also done Marvel's Dark Ages. Uh, he's done great runs on the Suicide Squad and Nightwing, both of which I thoroughly recommend. Uh, and the thing that of his that I love the most, uh, Deceased, which was his take on uh, Mar- uh, zombies invading the DC universe, but not really zombies. Uh, he has announced that Deceased 3... Uh, will be the last title, will be the concluding title in the DC storyline that he began a few years back. Uh, originally, it was Deceased, then it had uh, its spinoffs, uh, two spinoff series, then it came back with Deceased 2, which I believe came out 2020. Uh, both, everything's been great. Hands down, uh, this is very exciting, especially considering how the second one ended. Uh, that's pretty exciting so definitely fans of that and just to remind everybody that no uh i know it's easy to think oh it's just marvel zombies for dc you would think that but it actually isn't um also leo i don't know if you know this but i'm sure you do because the force is strong with you even despite how many midichlorians you had this morning um marvel has announced that there will be a mandalorian series oh and there's supposedly also talks of a Obi-Wan series as well that will be released soon. So very exciting to have those because, you know, Marvel doesn't have enough Star Wars. Yeah. And, and you know, they're definitely ramping things up because a bunch of news is dropping for Obi-Wan. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, apparently there's going to be some scenes, uh, you know, from what I heard, possibly with Darth Vader. There's now leaks that we may get Qui-Gon Jinn 
in uh in the show as well interesting so uh yeah okay. I, I and i'm sure you know with mandalorian you mm-hmm. know uh with uh you know book three just finished with book of boba fett right. uh, you know there's definitely a lot of inner story that they need to tell you know we need to see baby yoda is training you know mm-hmm. Gro- so, with a little like grogu um and i'm trying to think there was there was something else uh come for the there's a bunch of stuff there's a lot there was a lot this week it was really hard to nail down everything because then again we didn't want to over bore you with too much since the book we have this week is very very intense thank you again rich um i can, honestly leo do you have any other i'm, I'm blanking oh, like I, we're still I, yeah, I got a ton of stuff. So uh, Titan Season 4 started production this week. Nice. Uh, the uh, Funko confirmed that Supreme Strange will be in Doctor Strange 2. Of course. Uh, we saw the trailer. I don't know if you guys caught it. It looks absolutely fantastic. The boys diabolical. Is that the cartoon? Yeah, eight animated stories. Looks absolutely fucking bonkers. Uh, get this. These are the minds behind it. Kevin Smith, Justin Rowland, Seth Rogen, Aquafina, Garth Enos, Elliot Glazer, Aisha Taylor, Adam Sandberg, and the list goes on. It's just insane. Comes out March 4th on Amazon. Going to be eight different stories. Can not wait. Oh, yeah. The, I think the first one is uh, the baby one with the laser beam eyes. It, she, well, she like, like, blasts everybody is is it looks I can't so listen anything especially after having read all of the boys and all the spin-off uh, series honestly yes please we need something that is going to take superheroism and just bring it right to the bloody ground <laughs> you know to me it's a it's the joy of watching the most colossal train wreck in superhero history but in the best way oh yeah so, um that is fantastic and i i i cannot wait yeah that's uh march 4th that's this friday i believe it is so oh boy um the other thing is uh batman returns is being adapted into a children's christmas book yes it's uh Uh, the publisher is insight editions and uh it's uh the same illustrator illustrator that brought us a diehard christmas oh my god yes i am i am for this i have always said that batman returns is a christmas movie as well as a batman movie um i have thoroughly argued that point and now i will have the proof and can read future generations the christmas story of the batman who could you know his his symbol grew three sizes that day Uh, and I want to remind everybody we're only a a mere weeks away from Justice League number 75 issue 73 drops this week so uh, you know definitely start you know if it's not in your pull list now add it I will I feel like because I'm able to probably see it ahead of time I feel like I have to read it just so I can give my two cents so I will definitely uh, keep an eye out for it when that becomes available to yeah. us people at Screen Rant. Um, and but, and yeah. just a reminder why everybody, you know, if, if you don't know why it's not, a, why it's important, uh, it's the death of the Justice League and it's the begin of, you know, whatever crisis they're going to be doing. 
to us people at Screen Rant. Me. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. What circus do you work at again? I'm so sorry. Chuckle. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. This is my dad. My act. The reigning middle fingers. Oh, you guys were so chock full of information. I had to interject somewhere. Oh, excuse me. So, no, you guys are sorry. awesome. Uh huh. But um, I think there was something else that was really no important to note that I, I I'm, I'm totally spacing on. Oh, um, I do. I have been seeing that a lot of mixed reviews for the Batman. A lot of people have been praising Matt Reeves. That's the director, his vision. But general consensus is, and I don't think this surprises anybody, that the movie is still possibly too, far too long. Which I find is amazing that you have people complaining about that when superhero films generally have gotten longer over time. Like, I mean, again, Endgame is, you know, fairly close to three hours, but nobody cares. Um, No Way From Home is definitely in the past two hour, two and a half hour range. Nobody cares. But suddenly it's Batman, like, you know, three hours. And I'm just like, um, and I'm like, okay, you're fine with this, but you'll do a three-hour-long Sorcerer's Stone cut? Right. Okay. Y'all, y'all, don't tell me that you guys... Have- yeah, Lord of the Rings, yeah. Justice League. Oh, that, that, that's an... Three hours is intermission for Lord of the Rings. You right, know? Dune. I mean, three hours just seems to be more of the norm than it used to be. Yeah, what what, what is what is the full extended Lord of the Rings? Isn't it like five hours or something? For the first it's probably like six with yeah. commentary. I remember it's funny because I have a friend. Um, he had a Lord of the Rings themed wedding, which is, I mean, you've never lived till you've seen a Hobbit, and an elven princess get married by Gandalf in the middle of Philadelphia. Furry um, feet. What happened? Furry feet. Indeed. Wow. Um, but. It was just so, it's so funny, and I and I, I had only watched one of the movies, and I, I was like, okay, before your wedding, I'm gonna make sure I watch the rest of them, and, he, and I was talking to his wife, and and in the background, I heard him yell, "Extended editions, or you're a bitch," and I'm like, okay, well, like, I was like, oh man, I was like, do I have a weekend that you sacrifice for this? I mean, I just want to say just. I'm a minority. Like I have always respected Peter Jackson because he 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 began his directing career in horror, um, and he directed two of my favorite horror films of his, which are Dead Alive, also known as Brain Dead, which is a amazing zombie New Zealand zombie movie, which is fantastic. And he also did The Frighteners with Michael J. Fox, which is one of the last oh, live action movies he did. Yeah, exactly. They're both amazing. Um. And I, I, I also liked King Kong. I could have done without the gigantic insect fight scene, but, you know, that was just me because spiders are scary enough. Why do we need to give them um, claws? Um, Lord of the Rings, I've always appreciated. I've never been, oh, my God, i got to watch them. Um, I will say, and I'm sure a lot of Tolkien and Peter Fleury spent with Dreamy, The Hobbit should have been one movie. Maybe two, not three. I will say that. Although 
we will always give Benedict Cumberbatch props for being smog. And I do not care whoever comments saying I mispronounced it wrong. It's a fucking dragon. <laughs> smog. I, I need to admit that I have not seen the extended editions. I own them, but I have not seen them all. I've seen parts of them, but yeah, that's quite a sitting. It, yeah, that's, it's yeah. way too long. Yeah, that's not. I, that's one of those where if someone like let's do a drinking game to that. I was like, no, please no, no. I don't. There's not enough meat in the world. <laughs> you know, like anything else, sure. You know. Um, oh, that reminds me. One other thing. So, Rich, um, yes. I forgot this. I was doing cleaning, and I found something that I feel like I'd rather give to you because I feel like you deserve this. So, I found this, which is I don't know if our viewers can see, is a is a exclusive three Jokers card that was given when issue one came out, and wow. I somehow feel that Rich, this belongs more with you. Oh, yeah. So, you know, Thanks check out, look at that, look at that detail there. Look at yeah, that. Yeah, very cool. That looks like something that needs to be framed in glass. Well, and I've kept it very well preserved. So I'll definitely get your, your info and I'll, I'll mail that to you sometime soon. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. He loves me. He really, really loves me. <laughs> next, time I, next time we get an award, I get the plaque. All yes, of sir. <laughs> um, Can I say yeah. something really dorky? Do you remember what show you're you are? Can you? Are you able oh, to? Geez. Oh, jeez. I mean, I, I mean, why no, not? I, I just need to admit, when you were talking about seeing uh, going to a wedding in Philadelphia, all I thought is there needs to be a Fresh Prince of uh, Bel-Air and uh, Hobbit mashup. You, you have a lot of issues, and I've always said that. And I've always said that the time on that keyboard has fried what little left was of your brain, Snake Boy. But that's genius. Leo, I'm on board, but you just need to add an axe. An axe. Oh, yeah. Perhaps yeah. a well of snakes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Two axes. Two axes. Two axes. Battle axes. And if, you need, if you have any more axes, it'll be one of evil. Thank you. Um... So I don't know. Is there anything? I don't know. I, I really, like I said, there was so much news. It was really hard to pick one. Um, is there anything else that you guys wanted to discuss before we get to the this extremely intense and somber um, miniseries? Uh, I think that was about it for the, the big news. What about you, Rich? Anything on your end? No, no, no. I got I got Zippo tonight. Yeah, so all I had was that Athena Finger was going to the uh, to New York City for the premiere. That's all I had. Yeah. Now, are you guys going to check out uh, Batman this week? Uh, probably not. I, uh, I listen again. I'm liking what I'm seeing, and from what I understand, I'm really enjoying the fact that even though it's very long, um, which again, whatever you know. Um, I like that it's a detective story, which is something I feel like Batman has been missing for a long time. Honestly, I don't, I'm not really feeling a rush to go to the theater to see it. Which, is it only theater release, Drew? I think so. So honestly, Rich, I'm kind of good with waiting for when it's available for Leo to slap it on Plex. Mm -hmm. You know? <gasps> you dirty bastard. 
I'm just saying. I'm just, I, 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 I mean, no, he wouldn't. <laughs> uh, personally, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> uh, personally, I'm, I'm probably going to check it out Sunday. I saw that there's going to be a 10 p.m. showing Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I figure that's going to be, uh, why would you, why would you go to that? But then you're going to be, aren't you going to be tired? Going up to oh, I could just see it now in the morning. Why are you so tired? Vengeance. <laughs> Ten o'clock uh, Sunday night, huh? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. What do you? What yeah, do you he's, hear? He's calling out on Monday. He's totally calling out on Monday. Yeah, he's totally yeah. <laughs> Why did you call out? Like he's already laughing. He's like, I totally am. You're right. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. totally doing that. And, uh, Leo, what, what are you stricken with? Vengeance. Lights the red light. <laughs> Love it. So Leo, have you? You've. I'm assuming you've investigated. Is there any like special popcorn or special snacks that they're they're going to be having? Uh, I have not investigated that. The only thing I've seen is is uh, uh, what's that pizza company that does? It, it's doing a yeah. They sell the bat pizza with pepperoni. Yeah, bat pizza. Like yeah. Bat. What like Little Caesars? Yeah, it's a calzone that's shaped like a bat. Yeah, I'll take what is cheap ploy to get us to buy our our overpriced and ridiculous pizza for two hundred, Alex. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, this is over overpriced. I thought they were like home of like the five dollar like. Oh no no no! What I mean is that you can lower the price as much as you want. I'm still not eating it. No, yeah, little little Caesars is. Yeah, I mean, literally, you understand? Papa John's could literally give me a pizza for free, and I'd still throw it out. Papa John now. Yeah. I, and and it's not even due to all the scandals in the past. I was like, no, this is cardboard covered in cheese and sauce. Like, Drew, this is an affront. Drew, having been removed from New York for so long at this point, um, even your shitty pizza is good pizza. Trust me. Oh, Rich, you don't understand. If we were to, if we, if we were to schedule a meeting, I feel like I would, as if I'm giving an offer to the to the to the the clown father mm-hmm. i feel like i'd have to bring you new york pizza yeah, just yeah, yeah. Be like here here connecticut pizza okay new york pizza. It, it, okay it, it's all right it's all right okay Leo, some little haven pizza is good okay but Leo, it's not Leo, i'm sorry i need to correct you um having that i i live in new york i now work in connecticut and i have had some of your expensive pizza. Um, let me just tell you, you guys may have higher property rates, but your pizza ain't shit. Okay, just gonna say that right here and there. Okay, now if I need to eat a slice, sure. You know, but am I gonna rave? Am I gonna? I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, that's just sad. He loves Domino's. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just sad. What, Leo or me? Uh, uh, Jeremy, Jeremy popped Jeremy. up his little thing. He said he loved Domino's, and I, I just feel bad. Oh, for, well, well, the I feel bad for his taste buds. The Domino's is fine when you yeah, yeah. When, two when, o'clock when, in the morning when you're when hungover you or high, and you just need something to eat. What's well, upset? So listen, I, okay, I'm still the fan. Well, and I get shit for it all the time. Literally, I have to go to the bathroom after I use it. I still love getting a Pizza Hut every now and then. You know, and you got to give credit to Pizza Hut. Yes, it's not the same. But their promos were always great, especially with comics. Okay. 
you got an X-Men VHS with the pizza. It was pretty great. Last time I've been to a Pizza Hut was in the 90s. Well, they still exist, Leo. So maybe you should you should you should uh, put your hat on and go embrace your inner Sophia for like 10 minutes. There we go. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So. Yes, on that note. We, we we have a book to talk about and sorry about you know it's, it's uh i i know new york pizza is okay just uh connecticut pizza you, you, you got to defend your home turf i get it oh yeah totally totally it's leo leo as, as someone who went from new york for many years and then lived in connecticut for many years uh, i will tell you it's, it's an acquired taste you know it's going to, but if you're going directly from new york pizza to connecticut pizza there's just it's just not the same because yeah. uh, Connecticut pizza is a totally different taste profile. They're going for a more well-done bottom. Um, yes, and I'll, I'll leave it at that because I don't want to divert from the well-done bottom. Yeah, Storm. well, yeah, I, I, I don't like the burnt bottoms. You know, uh, my pizza is, is a little more north of New Haven where it's uh, a lot of Greek restaurants. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Greek pizzas are are, are really good. Like I, uh, will give, I will give you that. I've had Greek pizza. I thoroughly do enjoy that. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to lie. I do like what Greeks, Greek uh, pizzerias do with their stuff. Um, yeah. I used uh, to go down to Leo. There's a place in Darien. Um, thank you, Jeremy. Post Post Road Pizza. Um, they're a Greek pizza, and we used to get it with eggplant and sausage. Oh, my God. They, Chicago cut, so, you know, the square pieces, really delicious. Mm-hmm. So, you can, you so, can see it's not salivating. So there are gems here and there. I, I, I'm just going to say a uh, Greek spaghetti pizza. Oh, my God. Ooh. I, I'm I would... trying to try out. I saw a new chain up here um, called The Square, um, where supposedly it's a Detroit style where they put the sauce on top. It's supposed to be it's very thick crust, but it's very light. Let me know how that is. Yeah, I, I will. I'm, I'm going to try it out in the next <laughs> probably two weeks. Splash pages where pizza snobs unite. There you go. We'll sidebar tonight for those who are now hungry, all throwing their frozen pizzas in the oven. We are not sponsored by any of these companies. We need to say that right here and there. This is just our opinion as professional fat asses. Yeah, but but we're welcome to those sponsorships. Oh yeah, totally. Except, except Papa John. Hell no. No. Okay. All right. Well, we we have to draw a line somewhere. Little Caesars, maybe. Papa John, God no. Sorry, Shaq. Yeah. So, so to answer your question, Drew, I did not research uh, if there's any Batman merchandise. Uh, the movie theater I go to, it's uh, they don't ever really get anything special. They have nice, nice slushy seats, but their their uh, uh, food items are are lacking. So what I'm hearing is you simply go for the popcorn and the movie. Exactly. Sometimes simplicity at its best. Yep, totally. So now, Rich, you were the one who recommended us that we read this. Uh, any particular idea why? Or did you just, you know, you saw this and you're like, hey, why not? Um, well, I, I think I picked up the first three of these back when they came out. Uh, I can't mm-hmm. tell you why exactly I didn't pick up the last two. Um, mm-hmm. This is probably... Uh, 2013 is probably uh, pretty heavy into my divorce at that point. So money was probably a little bit tight. Um, But also um, I was raised as a Jew descendant of 
Holocaust survivors and Holocaust not survivors. Um, so this really touched me. Um, while I uh, do not really follow any religion now, I was still raised as a Jew. Uh, um, I know the history. And uh, this really, Greg Pak did a really amazing job bringing home the um, despair, the hope, and the cruelty of the Nazis. Mm -hmm. um, and at the same time, crafting an amazing story about the early years of Magneto pre-Powers. Although they do sort of hint that possibly something could be blooming here and there, but mm -hmm. essentially pre-Powers. Yeah. And it's, it's also funny because we've seen this background hinted at certain stories. I mean, Greg Pak, who has always been one of my favorite writers, I will always say... Uh, that his incredible Hercules run, which we must include on our list, has been one of my favorite things he's ever written. And Amadeus Cho is also one of his best creations. Um, but that with being said, uh, he really talked about the research that he did in the role, which I thought was, it, it really did show. Like, it was extremely realistic. And I have to be honest with you, you know, we've they've touched on him being a survivor of such things. One of my earliest memories of that would be in... Um, the X-Men 2000 movie, uh, that Magneto definitely mentioned that more than once. Um, you know, it was nice to see what was before because you see this situation and you can kind of understand why he would, why he would grow to become the person he was because of what he had to endure. I mean, you know, this kind of thing, I mean, God, you know, this, this is the worst this is definitely, I think, some of the worst that humanity ever offered in recent times. Um, although some would argue we're still offering it. Um, this was just, it's very somber. Um, right. I mean, in, I, in, I, in I know what true also inspiration is what's going on in Ukraine right now. Mm -hmm. Because in this story, they try to flee to Poland mm -hmm. and uh, then the Nazis go and hunt them down and invade Poland. But um, this is that's also going on in the Ukraine because many people have fled to surrounding countries and are, are now being pursued by the Russians. So um, yeah. the real news uh, right now is hopefully not the Russians turning into Nazis, but certainly trying to turn it into world conquerors at the moment. Well, you know, the funny thing is that what I like as a and, I, I, and as a historian, uh, a person who knows history, I always feel sometimes that people don't acknowledge like people the nazis were very bad you know there's there's i will never not argue that um but i like how sometimes people forget that the russians were just as bad it's sometimes worse like even for the nazis they're the russian military police you know the the you know the the royal family and stuff they killed a lot of people and then oh, when communism was reigning you know you know uh, Putin and and such, they, oh my God, it was, you know, again when he, when he ran the KGB. Yeah, exactly. It was a it was a lot, you know, and again, you know, I, I it's just one of those things where I was like, guys, you got to acknowledge all evil. You can't just kind of, I, I don't want to say gloss over, but it was like you have to acknowledge the magnitude of certain things, right? So. And and, and I do want to state that this is not political in any way. This is just history, and we're oh, seeing it, it, and we're commenting on it. 
yeah, right. it, it, it's uh, it's history, and you know, it, it's what's happening in the world like right now. Jeremy says, "Few times uh, in human history that seems so desperate, and yet people grew and overcome." I don't know if my resolve would be that strong. And, and you look at the what's happening right now with Ukraine and, and Russia. Uh, I, I mean, the last batch of people that Russia sent in, uh, I, I think it was uh, they they mentioned it was actually uh, white supremacists and, and, uh, and Nazis that were part of that, like elite group that were hunting uh, the president. Right. But right. He, and, and, and God bless that man, uh, President Zelensky, because he is doing shit. a crack job. And uh, I don't know uh, for those who have seen it. And I'm sorry, again, this is not political, guys. I'm just reporting facts. Um, America, apparently the United States, uh, extended a hand to president Zelensky to get him and his family and perhaps a small cadre out of, uh, Ukraine. And he said, I don't, I don't need a, a ride. I need ammunition. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a strong man and a strong leader and, uh, God bless that man. And I, I feel for him and I feel for the people the regular people like me and you that are just putting armbands on and they're being given guns to defend their land. Yep. Mm -hmm. I, I saw a video uh, and that's the thing is, you know, this, this war is being highly uh, documented. Uh, I saw a video of a teacher uh, that was staying behind, you know, they, they evacuated all the women and children, but this teacher, she, she stayed behind to fight and she's just burst in tears as, as they're, you know, handing her a weapon. Uh, there was a, a town that was making uh, Molotov cocktails, but they were using the foam and gasoline to make um, uh, Molotov what? cocktails. Uh, yeah, but it, it's uh, napalm okay. cocktails. When you add the styrofoam, it, it turns into napalm. Oh, wow. uh, so they've been doing that. There was a video of a guy on a bike with guns all over his back. He's delivering guns to... Uh, the people and the, the craziest one I saw was this guy. Uh, he loaded a bomb in his car and he drove over the bridge and blew himself up to knock out the bridge to stop the Russians from coming. Right. And I feel bad for the, uh, you know, the Russian people protested and supposedly about 5,000 of them got arrested. So who knows what's going on to them right now? I, I hope uh, they they get home to their families safely. Yeah. Jeremy says Ukrainians are amazing, uh, like Bravo, that country and those people wish uh, we were doing more. Uh, it's hard. It's really hard getting involved in such things, you know, because, yeah. again, you again, it's so hard because when it comes to international politics, you have to pick your battles. And it's so difficult to do because some things, like you said, should be a no brainer, but then you have to sometimes consider what are going to be the consequences. And when you're playing politics, it's not as simple as good and evil. There are a lot of layers. And it's, it's again, I'm, I'm not justifying anybody, but what I'm just saying is it's a lot of times people will look at things in a very black and white thing, but you have to realize that people, especially in positions of power, sometimes it's not as easy as black and white, like good and bad. Yeah. There are shades. And... Yeah. It's 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 a hard, it's a hard tightrope to walk, right? And, you know, and, and and I'll make a nice segue to this in this story with the Nazis that we're reading tonight or that yeah. we're going over tonight. There are no shades of gray. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
And, and you know, uh, Jeremy says, absolutely agree. Uh, this is an insane uh, thing to be watching. Like, this seems more movie like the Batman. Um, you know, uh, President Zelensky is is essentially Batman. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I agree with you. you. You know, we don't know what's happening in the back channels. You know, what help is being provided to Ukraine. But also thinking of the bigger picture, you have this nutso Putin that, you know, he could easily, you know, try to nuke people, you know. Uh, yeah. And, you know, you have right now it's just him against Ukraine. But you start ganging up against them and he may feel, you know, caught in a corner. And he, who knows what he'll do. It's like a, you know, a, a wild animal, you know. Yeah. yeah. Just like and, that. And we are not the only country with nuclear arms. So. Yeah. Right. Let's hope, let's hope it doesn't get to that point. Yeah. You know, hopefully, because we've we've. I mean, come on, man. We've been through so much already. Like, really. But you know, some people like argue. Well, you know, you know, countries are pretty profitable during war, and I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't want to see innocent lives spilled for nothing. So. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Uh, but we, we, you know, we wish the people uh, of Ukraine uh, the best. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, they, they have good on their side. So uh, hopefully they will prevail. And, uh, all good thoughts. Ooh, excuse me. But and then on top of it, I just back to this story. And then on top of it, you have, um, you have Greg doing phenomenal work. And then you have Carmine D. Uh, and I never get this name right. I've been. D. Giannomenico, um, the artist whose work I have very much admired for years. Um, uh, is some people might recognize it. He was the artist for Spider-Man Noir, which was very popular back in the day, back when Marvel Noir was a thing. Um, he did a lot of work uh, during Josh Williamson's The Flash. He did some stuff on the Ultimate Universe. His, his art is always very expressive yet i wouldn't say cartoonish but definitely has that nice simplicity and it his expressions are amazing i mean the intensity the fear the 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 sadness the anger everything is just so vivid and and all of his work here and it just it really did add to the story it added just such a nice layer and dimension i i because this story's content it's really hard to say saying something like oh what was my favorite moment doesn't really seem right i think i think the best context is that there were a lot of moments here that were very powerful um absolutely yeah and uh, you've got you know you got him he's nine years old when this is starting Mm -hmm. nine years old and he's going to school and but he's a he's a german jew and he's following his dad's lead. And his dad was previously in the war. And President Hindenburg said, uh, if the Jews were good enough to fight for us, they're good enough to live here in Germany. Now, that yep. is quickly not becoming the case as the Nazis are coming to power. And, uh, you know, young Eric uh, is bad at everything, but he excels in school. And the one thing he is good, I guess, at is throwing the lance. And uh, he ends up throwing it. And he gets, he wins this great award that's and gold. And his dad says, they can never take it away from you. But the next day, sure enough, they do take it away. Yep. And even when he beats them again, they still take it away. 
and expel him from school, calling him a cheater. Right. And then he gets his ass whooped. Yeah, that that was, you know, obviously, you know, it's uh, just little evils leading up to larger evils. But even here at the school, you know, it's just heart wrenching them saying, you know, uh, well, oh, the javelin wasn't, uh, you know, uh, the correct weight. So uh, so you didn't, you know, it was unfair against the others. And it's just. And he, he had that really memorable line about, you know, uh, what was it like uh, the nail that sticks out? Some will want to hammer it down. Yeah, I, I have that uh, written down here. So, uh, Max, you're special, gifted. You have immense promise, but you need to be careful. The Japanese say the nail that sticks up gets hammered down. Yeah, so that was a very powerful. I was like, wow. It's, it's kind of true, you know? Right, and, but, it, and it, it follows him because he ends up seeing Herr Kalb again later on in the camps. Uh-huh. And then on top of it, and you have the tragedy with his family. You know, they really did stick together as long as they could, but in the end, you know. Right. But uh, I've really got to give it to everyone who was involved in this project. The amount of history and actual historical oh, facts that they put into this fantastic it made and, the story so much more powerful and they did not shy away from the brutality and no we're talking about like you know when they first came into the camps and if you weren't of age to work they would kill you women if they they couldn't work they just gas you they wouldn't even waste the bullets and they would use these other jews to pull the bodies out bring them to the mm-hmm. furnaces pull the gold out of their teeth burn them um, and there's a, a really um, powerful image where at one point young Max is just being introduced to this and he walks into this room just thousands and thousands of pairs of uh, eyeglasses. Oh, yeah. And, and just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt. I think one of the hardest scenes for me to read was the one where you you don't see it, but you hear them in the chambers as they're being, you know, slowly and it's just, I, I think what it is, is again, is that something that we can never really get is we weren't there. It's one thing for us to read about it. And, you know, all the accounts people have written about it. I mean, I still remember what Ellie Wissell, Knight, you know, some of the things he talked about that he's so nation. When you're reading comics, you are still tickling your imagination in certain regards, but some of the imagining is done for you because you have an artist who's drawing out the scenes and a, and a writer. I think, again, seeing this kind of stuff, and you knew it happened, it adds, because comics are somewhat fantasy. So, you know, yeah, you're reading about these things, but these, you know, yes, yeah, you know, some of these happen in real cities. They interact with real people, but there's that, you know, there's, you know, there's no, there's no that, that reality there. This really happened. These, you know, it may not happen exactly like this, but this is pretty accurate. And again, Rich, like you said, the research mm-hmm. really, you know, not just the story, but also the art, you know, everything was just historically well done. And then for me, the sad thing was the scene where they thought they've escaped. And then the woman thought they, you know, they had her mother. So she betrayed them to save her mom, and then she still ended up getting killed for it. I was like, yeah, 
you really expect evil to, 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 to keep its word? No, they got what it wanted. So what's one more body among the foundations? Right, right. And, and the message they kept nailing home um, that young Max had to learn was, um, you know, he kept be telling restraint, restraint, restraint. And finally, he's like, my restraint is doing nothing because everyone's getting murdered anyway. Right. You can see how you, you, you're basically seeing the foundation for what would become Magneto. Yes. You know, and he did not, he, he was never going to be, you know, once he became a mutant, he was never going to be held down again. So this was definitely the things. And, um, you know, I thought it was really powerful. Um, Greg Pak wrote an afterward to issue one. um, I'd like to read because I think it's important to, to know. Um, I I mean, I really invite all everyone to read this story. This is a, a hard story to read, but a powerful story to read and a truth to read. So um, as far as the history goes, obviously not the Magneto part. And, and Rich, before you do, I think yeah. there's also something to be said about that because we're, we're in an age where um, we're seeing more people trying to ban books. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, speaking of this, you know, there's that controversy about Art Spiegelman's mouse right. being on a list about banned books, which I think is absurd um, for two reasons. One, I, I own both of them. And of mm-hmm. course I've read them and I've met, um, art at least twice and you know he's a, a perfect example of an ornery uh, old man but still extremely knowledgeable and for me yeah i'm sorry from um, what i understand drew I'm, I'm just adding on then you can continue um yeah, both, both this and mouse have both been used as teaching tools in uh, high schools and colleges oh yeah it's true um and i remember you know, the, the, the master of introducing books to everyone, Labar Burton, who, as we all know, Mr. Reading Rainbow, was very much like read banned books. Like, you know, it, it's one of those where it's banned. It's probably for a reason. It's someone doesn't want you to read this. And it's like, why? What is this protecting? And it's just really frustrating because, again, you have this thing where people are trying to cover up history because it makes them uncomfortable. And the the point being is, yes, we have to acknowledge the good and the ugly side of history. For every cathedral and city and temple, um, both Greek and regular, you there are ugly, there are things in history. There is blood, there is bones, there is battles, there is death. We have to acknowledge all of that. For every good, there is evil. That's just cosmic balance. And the second we start omitting things, we're essentially lying to people because like, oh, that didn't happen. I was like, no, we're not telling history. We're telling our version of history. And that's not right because especially in something like this, where these are stories about people who survived this horrible atrocity, which should never be forgotten. um, We're kind of saying fuck you to those people who who's lived and i'm sorry that's just not really fair to it's not not only is it not fair it's not right so you know so to me these books should be just as much in a library with all of our other classic literature because it's about telling a story for the most important thing like max said at the end if i am gone it is on you to continue on it is for you to continue the story so 
that's why we can't forget because if we do we allow this to happen again and that can't happen on that note well said drew well said i had my moments uh you were saying rich yeah so uh greg pack wrote this afterward to issue one a few words about history in the three years editor warren simons and i have been developing magneto testament We've struggled with the complicated, rich, and contradictory information the comics give us about Magneto's life during the Nazi rise to power and World War II. Different comics give different accounts of Magneto's name, his age, his ethnicity, and religion, his hair color, and even his Auschwitz tattoo number. But as dedicated Magneto fans have documented, the most compelling and essential materials indicates that Magneto was a Jewish boy in Europe during the Nazi ascendancy and provides several key details about the fate of his family and his experiences in Auschwitz. We've done our best to remain true to these elements while fleshing out the rest of our hero's experiences based on research into the actual historical record. Longtime readers will notice a wealth of surprising new details. For example, the first time we're revealing Magneto's birth name. And sometimes, because the comic record is contradictory or conflict with historical fact, we've had to choose one detail over another. But at every step, we've done our best to remain true to the key moments that we've contributed so much towards making Magneto the deeply compelling character we know today. But most importantly, in an age in which Holocaust deniers still spread their lies, we've done our best to ensure that real-world history we explore in the series is entirely accurate and that we deal with its unfathomably harrowing material in a way that's honest, unflinching, human, and humane. In later issues, we'll provide citations and suggestions for future reading. For now, we offer a thousand thanks to Mark Weitzman of the Simon Weisenthal Center for his expert advice and his historical fact-checking. Greg Pack, New York City. Mm-hmm. That's yep. that. Um, so powerful words, powerful story. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I don't. I don't really have much more to say. Um, this is an extremely. This is definitely, I think, probably the deepest thing we've reviewed, at least on my time here. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rich, thank you for this recommendation. I mean, you know, again, and and to me, this is something I want to bring up if somebody tells me comics are for kids, because I'm like, if that's what you think, you're missing out on a lot of great stories. You know. Because comics is is literature. Comics are, you know, they're meant to entertain, yes, but they can also be used to educate. When I mean, we've seen a lot of this, and they should be allowed to do that, because things like this are very important to 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 learn. And I'm I'm sorry if I was a high school teacher, I would have this in my classroom. And if somebody complained, I'm like, well, I'm sorry, but history is history. Absolutely, and. Um... Just thinking this as we're talking about this, I'm, I'm actually um, going to be writing an article on this particular storyline in the near future. And I was really curious how this show was going to play out today. And uh, you guys are awesome. So I'm thrilled the way it came out. And um, I'd, I'd, I'd like to dedicate this um, show to my great, great grandpa. Wow, that was a worst time to phrase on. Yeah, uh, we'll 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 give uh, we'll give him a to catch up. Yeah, Jeremy says uh, this is the kind of book I direct people to when they say comp books are too political today. And uh, actually, while we wait for Rich, uh, you know, uh, we we do have a sponsor. So uh, 
I'm going to play this, and uh, hopefully when we come back, Rich will be here. Yes. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Uh, and uh, Rich dropped off uh, Deadly Grounds Coffee. You can find more information in the show notes up above or down below. And also, if you're interested in reading Magneto Testament, uh, we do have an Amazon link in the show notes as well, up above or down below. Uh, I think you can get it on uh, Kindle, uh, Amazon Kindle, which is now Comixology. You know, I, I actually, I would like to say something. I, yeah. I do feel... A lot of times comics have become a little too political in the fact that I feel that they cater very much to one specific mindset. They don't really see a lot of sometimes different contribute mindsets. And I'll give you an example of what I mean by that. Um, one example I feel is Chuck Dixon, who some people may not know who it is, but us longtime comic nerds know that he was a big force of dc in the 90s he was very prominent in batman he's very prominent in robin i mean he basically wrote uh, a huge chunk of tim drake's time as robin um and he's a, a fantastic writer he's literally one of the best but he is a conservative person um hey guys hey rich um but i Hello. feel like can you hear me yes we can hear you i can't hear you uh, you, you can't hear us Nothing, huh? No. Uh, we, we, we can All hear right. you. We, we can hear I'm you. I'm trying. The internet went down. The internet's back up. Do, 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 do. Can you, can you hear us now? Going back to the link, if you guys can hear me or not yeah. hear me. We can hear you. <laughs> um, just my point being is, is I feel like he hasn't gotten a lot of work because of his political views and i to me i think that's a darn shame just because it's a different political opinion doesn't mean it's wrong you know and 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 to me i, I just again it's i think politics politics are again another thing that if uh, if you sometimes find yourself in a minority of it's very easy to feel like you're being bullied you know, and I, I do sometimes wish that people a little bit more respectful. Yeah, you don't have to agree with somebody, but that's okay. But now it's become, oh, you don't agree with me? Well, you're fill in whatever term you want to describe yourself as. And I, I personally don't think that's right. But the, the, it, the only issue I have against it is, you know, if there's any um, false information, you know, well, uh, you know, it, it, it's when you're trying. I can get it trying to spread your views, you know, through your writing, you know, it, it's your creative outlet. Somebody hired you to do it and it's being approved by somebody else. I, I'm totally for that. Right. Uh, regardless of what you have to say, it's, it's we have free speech. Right. Uh, but the only thing is, you know, if there was a comic say to come out and say, Oh, uh, 
uh, Miles didn't get the vaccine because he believes that, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, uh, a tracking, you know, nano from Bill Gates, you know, uh, something like that. You know, it, it, it's um, it, it can definitely be a fine line, but I'm all for free speech. I'm all for, you know, writers using their creative talents to, uh, you know, uh, talk about their views but you know right. you definitely it's definitely a fine line yeah and I, and I feel like unfortunately i feel like that fine line is very often drawn in chalk instead of something a bit more concrete and i really do wish that that it was a little bit more solid yeah you know and people back that up a bit more but that's just again that's just me um Rich, yeah, sorry, my, my router shit the bed and rebooted at me, so that's why I got tossed out. I, okay. I don't know. I, I I was going on something. I don't know how much you guys heard uh, in here. The last you, week, you were dedicating the, the to your great grandmother. Yeah, my great great grandmother Rose. Hey. Um, and uh, I was just hoping that she was looking down, knowing that I was thinking about her and that her family lives on today and will continue to um, through my son Indeed. and others. But um. That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, I, I just felt that this is this Greg Pack did a, an amazing job in the impact yeah. of this story. He, that I he felt Rich. He's very often at Comic Cons. I've met him uh, at least twice at New York Comic Con. Um, if he should be there at a future year that you are, I'll definitely let you know so you can tell him how much this meant to you in person. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I know he's been to Terrificon too, so I'm I'm sure at some point he'll be back. Um, yeah. I don't know if this Leo does does this. Um, is there a hardcover of this? I believe so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that might be worth finding. And uh, yeah. And I'm I, I'm sorry. Who were you talking about at Comic Con? Was it Greg Pack? Greg yeah. Pack. Yeah. Okay. Very very pleasant person. Yeah, yeah, and his Hulk stuff is great too. Oh, his, his, I'm telling you, uh, his ultimate, his incredible Hercules is a fan of mythology. I thoroughly mm -hmm. enjoyed it. What him and, and Fred Van Lent did with Hercules was fantastic. So I right. uh, cannot back that up enough. But this was, this yeah. Was I I can't say five motherfucking crowbars hard enough. And you guys know that's rare for me to say. This you are one, you're a this harsh one has this. this one has that. You know, I, you know, if you did like four point eight point six six three seven eight, I would have been like, there's there's rich. You know what I mean? But yep. a five, like five, don't no, don't, don't no, not just five, five motherfucking crowbars. Wow. Like I feel like more impact on it. I feel like it's a six crowbar, even though we only do a rating of five. No, uh, no, he's giving it that little extra extra pun on there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Leo, what did you think? Uh, yeah, it, uh, amazing story. Very well written. The uh, the art was was just simply amazing. Uh, just uh, and Drew, as you mentioned, the uh, uh, the the look on you know the faces that were drawn was just very telling. It's just um, mm -hmm. I, I I'm going way too deep into it, but obviously uh, five crowbars. Extremely important read for everybody. Uh, I, I urge everybody to read this. I'll also give it five. He, although I was tempted to do a 4.9995 to, 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 to rub uh, metaphorical uh, knuckles into someone's forehead. 
Um, but I don't want to do that, Rich, because I'm already German, so I don't want to cause an incident. Yeah, so, as well, as well. Um, but no, but this is great. And this was, like I said, one of the deepest books I remember reading. And I myself wasn't brought to tears, but it was definitely, you know, something very that resonated with me. And like I said, when if I should meet Greg uh, again in a Comic-Con, I'll definitely, you know, bring this up to him and say, you know, it was very well done. And I just wanted to tell you. Yeah, you know. I'd even be excited to interview him just to talk about this. Oh, please. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Listen, we're, we're award winning. We can get some. We have clout now, right, Leo? Yeah, we, we, we have some uh, big guests along the way. and uh, Oh, man. Ugh. Leo, if you can get Greg, I, I, oh, man. I, I'm sure Rich and me will be excited for different reasons. I, uh, I will try. I will try. I'm sure he's doing pretty cool. But, um, yeah, I, I have nothing more to say. I, I, I cannot recommend, for all of you watching, whether you're five or 500, um, Definitely, definitely check this one out. This is this is one not to miss. Yeah, absolutely. Well said, well said. Uh, well, we'll wrap things up. I want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening. Uh, for me, just Google Leo Pond. You'll find a bunch of stuff. Could be true, could be not. But more importantly, I run a little thing called the Dorkening Podcast Network. We have a ton of awesome people doing a ton of awesome stuff. So head on over to the dorkening, dorkening.com. You got links in the show notes. And, uh, you know, you can find all the shows on a network there. And uh, with that, uh, Rich, where do you like people finding you? Well, of course, first and foremost, every Tuesday night right here around <laughs> 8 p.m. <laughs> That's first and foremost. And, of course, you can catch me, Rich Davis. I'm on Facebook. Uh, reach out to me anytime. Jeremy often does, which I'm happy about. Um <laughs> And uh, and what else? Oh, oh yeah, the Instagram, the um, Ghostbuster Man 80, 1984 Instagram. You can reach out. All, all your complaints, just right there. Thanks. Uh, yeah, Ghostbuster Man 1984. Uh, we got to write that down. Uh, <laughs> Drew. So when I'm not dealing with these idiots, um, I'm on Facebook. Sorry. I'm on Instagram <laughs> at the same message at the same Instagram that somebody still likes to send all of our fan mail to jerk. Um, I do work for Screen Rant, which I get paid for. Um, Very you proud know. of you, Drew. Oh, proud. I know. Thank you. No, I'm proud, proud of myself. Thank you. Um, but I'm also doing things here. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, doing things here, uh, working with splash pages, working on a few other products, other people here. And I will also let you know that we at the Dorking are working very hard on launching our website, which should be pretty cool once we have the uh, all the kinks and the bugs and all the extra things worked out. So guys, definitely stay tuned because there's a lot of good work coming there. A lot of really talented people. So, I mean, you stuck around long enough. You might as well just stay for the ride. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, we have a bunch of writers lined up for Splash Pages, the Comic Book Club website, and uh, yeah, here first. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! 
<laughs> uh, with that, have an awesome night, everybody. Bye. Be safe, everyone.